amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good, good, good gracious, good God. Listen, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you being here this glorious, fabulous Monday. My name is Willie Lawson. I'm hoping that you're enjoying what we're doing and that you like it, that you look forward to it, that you're mad when I don't do it, when you're upset when I don't do it, when it ruins your damn day, when I don't do it. That's what I really hope, because I am a narcissist. I like me. Like like Terrell Owens says, I love me some me. <laughs> In any case, it's great to see you. It's great for you to be here. Um, I appreciate it. I really, really do. I'm really, really humbled by it. Um, I'm going to um, I'm going to circle back on a subject that... At first, frankly, I didn't think it was going to be such a big deal. I really didn't. Um, So I sort of misjudged that one. I don't misjudge many, but I sort of misjudged that one. This whole idea that the left is pushing forth to eliminate the Electoral College. The Electoral College. This This is getting to be, I think almost mainstream, especially in the millennials, especially for the people who, I don't know, can't do arithmetic, um, this sort of seems like almost mainstream to them, almost common sense to to them. I mentioned in an earlier uh, podcast, I had this discussion, fight, argument, knockdown, drag out. Now, y'all know I don't have knockdown, drag outs in public, y'all know that. Um, with somebody who I guess I'll call a millennial. Um, I don't think he's old enough to be a Gen Xer. Uh, a millennial, probably. About the And he sort of offhandedly mentioned that it's time to eliminate the Electoral College. Sort of offhanded, like, sort of matter of fact, like, well, everybody. Everybody knows that. I'm like, and I thought, well, you're kind of wrong. You're kind of freaking wrong. And today, you know what, you you guys know who this is all the time. I get sparked by this or that. Um, there was a tweet from um, Kirk, what's his face, you know, from um, uh, Turning Point, Claude Kirk or Clerk Kirk Claude or I don't, I, I, I forget what the dude's name is, but it's not important. Um and I think that we need to research this, and I, I, I believe this is true. Every state except California, Texas, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Florida have a smaller population than Los Angeles, California. Did you hear what I'm saying? Except for California, Texas, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Florida, they all have smaller populations than L.A., and L.A. County. So if you are, think about this, if you are a voting citizen in, let's pick a place, 
St. Louis, Missouri, which is not a small place, St. Louis, Missouri. And it comes time for you to vote for president. How excited are you to know that it really doesn't matter a tinker's damn who you vote for if you go by um, by simple majority and popular vote if the, the person running gets most of the votes in one city in the country. Think about this. Think about how dumb this is. If you are in, again, a place like St. Louis, I want to think about uh, somewhere like in Missouri that doesn't have the population. The, the entire state of Missouri doesn't have the population of L.A. County. The entire freaking state. So let's go to a big city in Missouri like St. Louis. That, um, that you know when you go cast your vote for president, that it only really matters if um, your vote is the same as the people in L.A. Is that, what, is, is that a system you think is an equitable system? Is that a system that gets everybody's voice heard on on probably the most important issue that we all get to chime in on? Well, of course not. That's a system that's set up and full of a dumbass. And the only pe- reason these people are talking about this now, this is the this is the most disappointing part about all of this. The only reason these people are talking about this now is that in, because in 2016 they lost to frickin' Donald Trump. They just could not believe it. Now, they weren't, quite frankly, let's be honest, they weren't that surprised or even that upset when they lost to George Bush. They weren't even that upset. There were some people who are always the crybabies who talk about the Electoral College like, is working against them. There are always some of those, but the 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 you know the general Democrat, the general even progressive, they weren't all that upset because they had won twice, eight years. I mean, they won twi- they won eight years in a row with Barack Obama. I mean, eight years, excuse me, two terms in a row with Barack Obama. So did you hear any crying about the electoral college um, in two thousand eight, and then 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 again in two thousand twelve? Of course you didn't. Now you're hearing a lot about it because some 12 years later or 10 years later, uh, we've got an electorate. We've got a pretty unsophisticated electorate. And unsophisticated is the only way that I can put it. That I don't think is horribly pejorative or mean. Yes, you've got a dumbass electorate who can't, uh, electorate who can't find their ass with both hands in a flashlight who are all teary-eyed about the election of Donald Trump, who think that this is the way to do it. They also think that they should get everything paid for, but that's for the second part of the program. The idea is that, 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 that come on. More people voted for her than voted for him. Yeah. That's happened. And you know what? Do you know how many times it's happened? I believe it's happened eight times. Someone can check my math. It's happened eight times in our American history. The founders were smarter than we were, and they and, and they thought about now. 
they fought about this too. So this isn't a new fight or a new discussion. The founders fought about this too. <clears throat> but they came to the decision that, <clears throat> and, they, and actually they, they were fortunate enough to see it play out as the larger states, colonies then, took advantage of the smaller ones. And they'd seen um, and through their own histories and the reading of histories that, de- that democracies, pure democracies, were dangerous because whoever had the majority, the 51% majority, their job was to make it impossible to live and impossible for the 49% minority ever, ever, ever to become a majority. So it was the tyranny of the majority. And that wasn't a good way. Now, in the United States, we have to look at the United States differently. We have to look at the United States as a very large place. And the United States is a fairly diverse place. I had a, um, and I mentioned this on, on, on a previous guest, I had a, an exchange student for a private student who was from Germany. And when she was getting ready to go back home, I asked her, what did she think in her time here in the United States was the most startling? What she, what, what? thing did she not expect and she was with a, a good family and they had traveled they had gone to a, they had like a, a vacation in Hawaii while her, doing her time here and took her with them and uh, they, I think they went on a cruise and, and they, they had been all over they had been to New York um, they had been again to Hawaii they went to California I think they spent some time in like Wyoming, Montana. They went, I mean, they, they, they took her across the country so she could see the country. And what she was most amazed by is how big it is. I think people who live here don't understand. If you, if you look at Europe and the size of countries in Europe, the square footage of countries in Europe, and you compare it to the square footage or the square mileage of the continental United States, the United States dwarfs almost every country in Europe. One-on-one, by land area, population, I mean, and population dwarf every country in Europe. Which in itself makes it diverse, not only racially, makes it diverse um, because of geography. Makes it makes it very much um, <clears throat> geographically d- d- diverse, which means there are people who live in different parts of the countries who have different concerns and different ideas and ideals about how things ought to be. It's like a pl- it, you know it could be Europe. It's a place that we could easily divide up into four, five, six, seven, eight countries, and all have our place in the map. And we're talking about people who live in the central part of the United States who are basically growing our food. That's what they do. Now, there are places like Florida that grow our food too. But y'all don't know about that because most of y'all, again, can't don't know as much about your country as you can stuff in a thimble. 300 different crops come out of Florida year round. So Florida is, isn't just a place that you can go come to Disney 
and you can, or you can go to the beach or see an alligator take a nap on the interstate. You can see all that. But, you know, this is a place that grows a lot of food. Potatoes grow in Florida. Did you know that potatoes grow in Florida? You didn't know that, did you? All the Lay's potato chips sold in the state of Florida have potatoes that are grown here in Florida. Even the five guys in the state of Florida are trying their best to start using just Florida potatoes. Why? Because you can get them to the stores a lot faster. More farm to restaurant, farm to table kind of stuff. And you know what? A lot of y'all millennial pukes like that kind of stuff. Although you don't like Five Guys because Five Guys cooks cows and cows fart and cows are killing the planet. Cow farts are killing the planet. But I digress. The idea is that, that the United States is so geographically diverse that it, is, that it is super important that you get a good mix of thought, ideas, ideals, um involved in the election of of a president. Not just the concerns of a major crap hole, what I almost said, like Los Angeles. And I'm sorry, if you were born there and you like L.A. and you like all the things that it has to offer, you you know, one of the saddest things about my trip to Los Angeles recently was this, is that I was in a really nice place at 1010 Wilshire. Um, and if you're in, and if you're in LA, you know where 1010 Wilshire is. It, it is on Wilshire Boulevard. It is in the business district. And it's a very, very nice place. And everything there was nice, except the whole damn place smelled like weed. But it was a nice place. Um, the people who worked there was super nice, um, very professional, and it was and it was a good time in the building. And from the floor I was on, you'd open that window in the morning and look across. There was it was kind of hazy every morning I was there, but you could see the mountains back there. And they were gorgeous. I thought, oh, this is really nice. And then I went downstairs and started walking around. And I saw homeless people everywhere. Thirty thousand plus homeless people. Freaking everywhere in town. I saw some of the worst traffic I'd ever seen in life. And I thought to myself, after learning that Mayor Garcetti had made it illegal for homeless people to sleep in their cars, and it was better for them to sleep outside where the fleas were so they could get typhus, spread by fleas, I thought, what a crappy place to live. What a horrendous place to live. No thank you. And everything is incredibly expensive. All the property is is ridiculously expensive. I thought to myself, no, 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 no. There's no way that the people who live here should be deciding who the president is without being checked by somebody else. No. I'm sorry, y'all in L.A., you do not you do not deserve the privilege of choosing who the president is all by yourself. You don't. So, 
I'm glad that the, the, that the electoral college is in place. I think it's a great thing. I think it's, and I, I wish it could be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit different in the sense that maybe California and New York would get fewer electors than they do. And that's the part that a lot of people don't don't really get. And I did the math in the um, in the last cast about it. And the deal is this: one elector, write this down. Twenty-seven year old, write this down. One elector represents six hundred thousand people, regardless of where they live. So you can get everybody's thoughts, ideas, ideals, opinions, way of life. Involved in the process. Yes. And because California is as big as it is, it's got 55 55 electoral votes, which means that it has 55 times 600,000. That's a lot of damn people. So you get your voice. Same thing with New York. Same thing with Pennsylvania. Same thing with Florida. Florida has 27 electors because it has 27 congressional districts. A congressional district is about 600,000 people. 600,000, 616,000 people, something like that, I think. So it is a representative form of choosing the president. If you win in your district then your elector has a chance to vote for the president. And that's not how most people do it. Most most states are winner-take-all, and that's the way it's been, and that's the way it was with uh, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. Most states are winner-take-all, and that's okay. Which means whoever in the state, think about this, Whoever in the state wins the popular vote gets all of the electors, in the state of Florida anyway, especially. And maybe I'm thinking that's not the way it should be. Maybe we should get the, I mean, that someone has to get to 270, which is the majority of electors. And if candidate A wins... 50% of the state, they only get 50% of the electors. The next person gets the next percentage. I think that that would be a fair way to do a fair way to do it, but the electoral college has got to stay in place. Otherwise, LA County gets to decide who the president is every, uh, you know, what every term. And I think that that's based on how they live in LA and what LA is and how LA stinks and smells like weed all the damn time. And the homeless problem, and the typhus problem, and and every uh, and and the immigration problem, and all the other crap that goes on there, sort of unabated because of Democrats and liberals and progressives in in California, especially in L.A. You know what? No, I do not want to turn over my vote to them. And I'm going to tell you, anybody in the state of Florida in the legislature who 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 says that we should go with the, our electors should go with a popular vote in the country on election night uh, in November, I'm going to fight like hell to get you removed. I'm going to fight like hell to to get people to run against you to get you removed from the legislature 
of the state of Florida. And I don't give a damn what party you're in. I don't give a damn what color you are. I don't give a damn what sex you are or what sex you think you are. Today, it doesn't make any difference to me because you're too stupid. Just in, ge just in general, you're too stupid to be representing anything going on in my state. You're just you're just too stupid. There's no there's no way that you can take that I'm gonna let you take my vote on the president of the United States and let and give it to somebody else. And give it to the majority of people. I don't give a damn. No. So if anybody again, and I can only control as much as I can right around me in the state of Florida or in my district where I live. So if anybody in my district who's in the state legislature wants to bring some crap up like that, you're going to you're going to have a fight on your hands. You're going to wish you hadn't. You're going to lay you're going to lay in your bed at night and look up at the ceiling and wish you hadn't and wonder why the hell did I think that was a good idea? I should have just kept my damn mouth shut and took my money. Got my paycheck. Good luck, because if you because because if you clowns think that you're going to push that crap through here in the state of Florida, good luck, because there's a whole whole bunch of us who have been waiting, waiting for a dragon to slay, waiting, and this one is worth our time, and this one is worth our effort, and this one is worth our money. And this one is worth fighting for. The sovereignty of my state vote is worth fighting for. And that's what it is. And if you're in Missouri, you better get, I mean, you better get cracking. Or if you're in Wyoming, or if you're in, in Montana, you better get cracking. If you're in Idaho or um, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, Oklahoma, you better get cracking. There are forces that are trying to give your vote to L.A. County. That's what it amounts to. If you're in North or South Carolina, you better get cracking. If you're in Vermont or New Hampshire... Rhode Island, Maine, you better get cracking. Now you now in, and those are all quote blue states. But if you are ready to turn over your vote to someone across the country that doesn't have your sensibilities, that doesn't have your goals, that doesn't have your ideals, that doesn't have you, you know what I'm saying? If if you're willing to turn turn your vote over to somebody else, then it's time for you to go too. And I don't think people are ready to turn their vote over to other states, to other populations. I don't think they are. So if you're somebody who's brought that stuff up and you continue to bring, your, bring it up, good luck. Because we're coming after you. And we're going to make sure you don't win. Elizabeth Warren, we're going to make sure, we're going to make sure that, that, that the Electoral College is not a problem for you. Because you're not going to get through the... Because you're not going to win... The nomination. Now, I'm a Republican. I cannot vote against you. 
but I can campaign against your ass like like crazy. And I will. And I will. I can't, you know what, I don't think that the Electoral College is going to be a big deal for you, Elizabeth Warren. Because you're not going to win the, because I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that you don't win the Democrat nomination. It's not going to come into play. You're going to have to find some other reason why the American public, even the Democrat American public, is rejecting you and rejecting your message. And rejecting all the things that you stand for. In turn, rejecting you. And it won't be the Electoral College. Because you ain't never going to get there. You ain't never going to get there. Don't worry about losing to Trump. You're never going to be. You're never going to be in that battle. You're never going to be in that campaign. And anybody else who is, you know, advocating that those of us who live in in smaller states should turn over our our, our votes. To Los Angeles. Good luck. Good luck. Because we're waking folks up now. We're shaking people up now. We're getting the, the attention of our legislatures now. Oh, hell no. This is not how we're going to go. This is not how it's going to be. We are not doing that. We are not going to be the sheep that you need us to be to get done whatever you want to do. We are not going to be the lemmings that just go over the side one after the other to our death. We're not going to do it. That's not how we're going to be. That's not how this is going to go down. This is not how this is going to go down. And then you can call people names if you want to because we don't care. Because most of us, not all of us, but most of us are grown people. We are adults. And, and we're just not concerned that you have a name for me. I don't care if you call me house nigger. I don't care if you call me um, any of those names. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. Because, hell, I'm 58 years old. I'm grown. I don't care. I'm doing this podcast inside my own house. With all the stuff that I paid for. In a place I pay for every damn month and have for a while, my bills, my money, my job, my game, I can play it however I want to. So I don't really have to worry about you that much, do I? Because I don't care. I don't give a damn what you say. And what's happening now is what we're seeing is there are a lot more people who are just saying, I don't give a damn what they say. And we are irritated with our politicians because our politicians seem to be soft-shell turtles and care about everything you know, what the, their opponents say. And that's why we have Trump. Because Trump doesn't seem to give a tinker's damn about what people say about him. He doesn't seem to care that the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC and the LA Times all seem to hate him and come and Time Magazine and come up with some something negative every day all the time. And CNN is negative about Trump 24-7, seven 
days a week, 365 days a year. And he doesn't seem to give a damn. Hollywood, anytime they have an award show, somebody's got to say some crap about Trump. Jimmy Kimmel, every night. Every night, Jimmy Kimmel. Seriously? Every night, Trump says to Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, kiss my ass. Yeah. This is why this constant, <laughs> you know, this is why you get what you get. Children, the more you whine, the more your parents come down harder. In my house, when my son was was growing up, we we had you know a no whining zone. Don't whine around me because things will get worse. If you wanted a toy, and I said no, you're you start whining. Not only did you not get that toy, but you didn't get to go over to your friend's house to play later either. It just started to go wrong. It started to go the other direction, and that's exactly what's happening now. You whine about this and that, it's just going to go back the other direction harder. Trump has gotten rid of his um, Secretary of, um, of Homeland Defense, uh, of Homeland Security, in, in you know what, thinking about getting somebody who's a little bit more hardcore. So you whine and you complain about keeping families together and putting children in cages. When Barack Obama was the one that put children in cages, those pictures all and, and videos all came out from the Barack Obama administration. It was never Trump. You were lying. You were whining. And you know what? So Trump said, you know what, bitches? Here's the deal. This chick isn't hard enough on 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 what's happening at the border. So we're going to get somebody who is. We're going to double down on all your nonsense and make things even more difficult, more hardcore. Because you refuse to work with the president. You know what, and, 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 you, and you Democrats, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's because your leadership refused to work with the president, refused to, to be an honest broker and come to the president and say, hey, listen, all right, we know that we're a long way apart on this stuff. Let's see what we can agree on. Let's see what we can do that we can shake hands and go, you know what, that was okay. That was a good start for both of us. Let's see what we can do. The Republicans had to do that with Barack Obama with hot, with, with hat in hand more than once. John Boehner? Did John Boehner oppose the president? Did Paul Ryan oppose the president, Barack Obama? Really? No, not at all. Hat in hand. Let's see what we can get done. Which, did that piss off rank and file Republicans and conservatives? Oh, hell yeah, it did. Because, you know, what we knew was that Barack Obama and the left were didn't have any intentions on being honest brokers about any of it. And the passing and the way that the Affordable Care Act was done was evidence of such. And every bit of resistance, every bit of, well, we'll have to talk about this, was met with, well, if I can't get anything done through Congress, I have a phone, I have a pen. Executive order. That's how we know. So the more you whine now... The more Trump you're going to get. 
And I think you're going to have a you're going to end up with an ass full of Trump in 2020. You've almost solidified that at this point. I think I think some people are even getting used to the idea because you're going to have an ass full of Trump in 2020. Why? Because you never, never, not one damn time decided that you were going to sit down and see what you could work out. You were going to get back to work in your communities and start and start looking at unemployment and start looking at at, 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 at crappy schools and. Um, and the things that were that are important to your constituencies, you never thought that that was a deal. That you thought F. Trump was going to be enough. And what you're going to find out is that it's not nearly enough. I've been saying this for, I've been saying this for, I don't know, since 2016. F. Trump is not enough. It gets people excited. It gets your side excited, and everybody can you know, can scream it at um, at rallies like they're middle school kids who get to say a bad word. Like your science experiment is on the Hoover Dam because you get to say "damn" again. Ooh, I get to say "damn, damn." I'm working on dams, right? F Trump, and everybody around you goes, "Yeah, F Trump." We have a um, the Muslim U.S. rep who calls Trump a, a, a you know what a, a, a mother effer. Yeah, Trump's a mother effer, like, like, like middle school kids. You know, like CNN after Trump said you know asshole, they feel that they got to say shithole all too. We got to because Trump calls. Called these countries shithole countries. And they were like little kids. We get to say shithole on TV. Good God. I'm telling you. The more this goes on, the more that we can pretty much assure that we're going to have a lot of Trump. Most of y'all are going to have an ass full of Trump um, in 2020 by, by November. And there won't be anything you can do. But in the meantime, there are those of us who have a lot to do. And, any, and anybody in any of our states that are that are proposing subjugating the vote in your state to the majority, you better you, you, you better batten the hatches because we're coming. It's super short-sighted and stupid. Because you may not always have the majority. If things change, and if you end up on the other, you end up on the other side of that, you're gonna be screwed. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, it's not what you want. Anyway, I gotta get out of here. Maybe for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye bye now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.